John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show. He is John. And he is Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan. The international comedy podcast. I'm glad you remembered it. (laughs) (laughs) Why why would you uh, be a little bit slow this morning? Any particular reason? Well, we had a comedy show at Vega last night and... My wife's away for the weekend, so I decided to have a lot of fun, and I've accidentally bicked my head, smashed a picture of my baby on the floor in the ginkan in the entrance of the house, and I got in at about four o'clock in the morning. This is less, <laughs> less like a podcast, more like a confessional. Yeah, <laughs> I got... give me father for I have sinned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got an email from John at 3am, just a picture of him bare-chested hugging an unknown man. <laughs> and uh, then this morning, we were supposed to be meeting at 11.30, I got an email at around 11 o'clock of a smashed picture frame on the floor saying, my wife is going to kill me. Yeah, well, well I, I've got a little game to play. <laughs> it's called... Is it going to involve me getting a divorce? <laughs> yeah. I think that's going to happen regardless of my input. Yeah, well, I'm happy that my wife refuses to listen to this because she hates both me and you. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been... I've been tarred by the same brush unfairly, yes. I feel. That. Unfairly? Fuck <laughs> <off>. <laughs> well, sort of fairly. <laughs> Although when I told Birds my... Birds of a feather flock together. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when I told my wife this morning about what happened with you last night, oh, come on, you told your missus. Well, no, What's I told the golden rule. You I... never ever tell your missus about what your friends do because then she goes, "He's a scumbag." <laughs> and then, why are you hanging out? I always tell them. I always tell her because then yes. it makes me look better. It doesn't because then she's like, "Oh, where are you going tonight? Oh, I'm going to hang out with these horrible people." Why would you want to do that? That's, that's an absolute schoolboy error. Never ever tell your wife about how awful your friends are. Okay, well, I think we'll have to put that out to the listeners. Let's have a little vote. <laughs> If you think it's a better idea to write, better idea to tell your wife to make you look good, write in. Or if you think John's got the right idea, don't grasp up your scumbag friends because it makes you look bad too, then let us know. But the game I wanted to play was first of all, what's your plan with this picture frame? What how are you gonna uh, well, how are you gonna sort I have this to, out? I have to put that this is not just a single picture frame, it was like one of those weird shaped ones, which is like four different glass frames, four different size pictures. So like a special one, a, you might say. A spe- <laughs> Basically, what I've done is I've just hidden it under the bed, and I'm hoping that she's not going to notice for a few days. And, and then... this picture is normally located in the hallway by right, the front as, door. Yeah, as soon as you walk in the door. Basically, I walked in the front door last night, and uh, Japanese houses have like a little entrance, and then they've got a small step. And even though I've lived there for five years, I forgot that there was a step. So I <laughs> faced down and accidentally raked my hand on the wall and managed to rip off. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so there's a claw so mark. So much trouble. <laughs> she is literally going to kill me. So your your current policy, you, you said this to me before off air. You said that what you're planning to do is leave it, try and buy a new one before she notices, yep. replace it. Yep. That's the plan. <laughs> that, that was the plan when I was pissed. <laughs> now I'm sober, I'm thinking, yeah, that's not a very good idea. But my question is, do you think she's going to notice the photos missing before you replace it? Well, she's probably going to stand on broken glass because I've tried backing up. I haven't done a very good job. 
was rushing to meet you. So your pl- <laughs> your plan is that she won't notice it because she'll be too busy tending to her bleeding feet. Yeah, or the kids' feet. <laughs> Great plan. Okay. So... On this episode, we have Culture Corner with Edgar Frank. He's going to be telling us all about the good old British cup of tea. We've got some stand-up comedy with Itsuki Naka from Japan. And we've got uh, some musical comedy from The Parody Project. So it's a really packed show. Fantastic. Yeah, but first, this. This is JNSNJ News. Okay, now it's time for the news section of the show. So in this section, we kind of cover stories that have been missed by the mainstream media. So Sam, what have you got for me? Yeah, well, recently, uh, there was a bit of a kerfuffle. Uh, kerfuffle. It was a kerfuffle. There was a kerfuffle on an aeroplane. Oh, don't stop saying it. <laughs> okay. does it. Does it use the word kerfuffle in the story? Well, no, I'm, uh, I'm freestyling. I'm freestyling it. I'm getting right, down. Elder, right, elder listeners. That's right. Kerfuffle. You never know who's going to be listening to this. Kerfuffle starts with a C or a K. Oh, definitely go K. Yeah, it's yeah. a K. There was a little... English teacher's anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> There, there I'm was. Say kerfuffle again. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to say kerfuffle. There was a bit of argy bargy. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> yeah, but that actually wasn't a argy. There wasn't argy. Racist argy bargy. Oh, I hope not. I haven't like, put my foot in it. Have I? I don't know. Like, uh, you mean Argentina? Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe it is. Argy because of the Falklands War. God, it should really be argy handy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back on topic, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> this is being recorded at a time where John is still feeling some of the effects of the night before. Uh, anyway, there was recently a problem on an aeroplane. A woman tried to get her support animal on board. Now, what do you think? If you had to be co- wanted to be comforted by an animal whilst flying on an aeroplane, what animal would you choose? Panda. A panda. <laughs> But yeah, I think in reality, uh, what kind of animals are you allowed to? Take? What uh, can you tell me? What the airline is? Am I allowed to know that? Yeah, it's United Airlines. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> well, they beat up a Chinese man recently, and they killed a dog. So the know. dog murderers, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. Um, I don't know. So because it's United Airlines, it's probably something ridiculous. Is it a support mouse? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> The cat? A stoned mouse. Yeah. <laughs> Fresh from Argentina. Smuggling, smuggling all those drugs from Argentina. <laughs> Getting half, away with it, boys. Half a ton of weed in his back pocket. <laughs> smoking a carrot. Um, <laughs> the, um, the animal in question was a peacock. That's just mental. Yeah, it is mental. It says, a female traveller was recently banned from taking a large emotional support peacock on board a United Airlines flight. I know United Airlines do get a bit of stick from time to time. I think I might be on their side for this one. She had, uh, she even, she's a bit obviously loopy. She offered even to buy the bird its own plane ticket. But nonetheless, the airline refused to let the bird on board, saying it, it did not meet guidelines due to its weight and size. It's just insane. Fat shaming. Fat shaming. <laughs> I mean, why... <sighs> What sort of? I know, I, well, I've I've only ever seen peacocks in zoos and on farms, but they're not very cuddable, cuddleable, cuddleable. Oh, that's cuddable? definitely a word. Cuddle, cud, cuddleable, cuddleable, cuddleable. Yeah, cuddleable. <laughs> they're not very cuddleable, are they? And I can't imagine if you're depressed and you're sat there thinking, "Oh, my life's shit. I'm going to kill myself." And then this peacock <laughs> just opens its massive tail. You, oh, I'll tell you what, life's all right. I can't really, yeah. I can't really see how that works. No. At least like a 
you know, panda or a dog, you can cuddle and it'll hug you. But peacocks are vicious. They'll peck your eyes out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not David Attenborough. <laughs> yeah. And the peacock. Approaching. <laughs> is just now picking out the eyes of the disturbed <laughs> woman. It says, airlines have allowed some passengers with emotional or psychiatric problems to take therapy animals on board with them. Such as, does it give a um, no, <laughs> no, but this is quite an interesting part of the story. It, no, it does say, oh, there's been dogs and things, and it, well, dogs is dogs is normal. Yeah, dogs is Let's yeah. Be honest. Dogs and cats, you think right? That's bog standard. <laughs> it says in 2014, a woman was escorted off a U.S. Airways flight when her pig named Hobie defecated and squealed before the plane took off. Well, I've been with friends who've done that. I beat her. I beat her. So, yeah, if you want to take an emotional support animal on an aeroplane, don't choose a peacock. Don't choose United Airlines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we allowed to say that? I don't know. No, no. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they do that out. Yeah, probably we're going to have to. <laughs> so, if you're going to go on an aeroplane and you want a support animal, probably don't choose a peacock. Oh, you literally are going to edit that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you should leave that in now. Okay. Don't choose United Airlines. I'm just going to say it again just so you have to leave it in. Um, uh, anyway, and that is the end of the tale. <laughs> We're not going to use the same punchline as the last last episode's story. I didn't think you'd remember. Uh, well, yeah. Unlike, uh, well, I suppose, not like you to uh, repeat material, as it's uh, said everybody who's ever watched you do stand-up. <laughs> repeat, re- repeat material? Never! <laughs> this is JNSNJ News. Anyway, what have you got for me? Uh, um, this is just... Absolute insanity. Woman arrested for stinking up a bathroom and closing down a restaurant. Now, because it is the internet, I have no idea if this is actually a true story, but it's on something called The Valley Report. The name of the journalist is Dave Weasel. <laughs> so I'm thinking. But it says, this is Cedar Rapids. Police and fire... Uh, paramedics were called to a restaurant when it closed its doors early on Tuesday evening after a woman spent 45 minutes in the bathroom causing and in, this is quotation marks unbearable inhuman stench the 34 year old woman kicked open the restaurant door shouting out of the way I'm prairie dogging and ran through the dining area which was at capacity I have no idea what that even means but it sounds mental I think prairie dogging could be uh, turtle heading because prairie dogs oh, do that little kind of yeah. peer up don't they yeah. oh that's good yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I prefer the term turtle heading. I think. Yeah. But I can see. I, I'm, Prairie dogging. Yeah. You know, I, I'm happy to be bilingual. Do you reckon in Africa they call it meerkatting? There could be definitely could be a bit meerkatting going on. <laughs> um, so anyway, this is the some of the quotes from different people in this story are just amazing. Uh, this says the hostess said we were so crowded, people waiting for up to two hours for a table. In comes this crazy woman. Already smelling like she dumped her pants. Oh dear. Running towards the bathroom. One customer adds, I couldn't breathe. I knew she was in there blasting fudge monkeys, <laughs> but the smell was toxic. I had to take my son to the hospital. They thought he was exposed to sulfur. This woman is a monster. Human beings are not capable of something so foul. Oh my God. <laughs> what a great quote. <laughs> oh, all I can say is that, listener, I hope you're not eating your breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Well, he says, the first responding firefighters had to go in with oxygen tanks. What? Never in my 30 years on the job have I ever seen anything so rancid, says the fire chief. It was 
dangerous sending my guys in there, but we had to rescue the 200 plus people trapped and unable to move. These men are heroes. The woman was arrested for domestic terrorism and what? Held, held on a $4 million bail. I am thinking this could be absolute <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, you've been duped. You're a, you're a duper. No, you're not, you're not a duper. You're a dupee. Yeah. <laughs> that was JNSNG News. Welcome one and all to Culture Corner, it's the corner. You can learn a lot about different cultures, but not corners. Learn while having fun in Culture Corner, it's the corner. Words, phrases, metaphors, you'll soon know the score. Find out what they mean with a Culture Corner team. Hi, welcome to Culture Corner. I'm Agatha Frank and I'm from England. Today, I'm going to tell you all about tea. It's a very well-known drink in England. In fact, one of the benefits from Britain raping and pillaging around the world was the discovery of tea in China. And many argue that this drink helped Britain conquer a third of the globe. Back in England, tea is a human right. This is nicely summed up by Grandad Trotter in Only Fools and Horses, who said, everyone's entitled to a cup of tea, it's in the Magna Carta or something. The best thing about tea is it can solve any problem. If only those bankers had said, I'll put the kettle on back in 2007, there wouldn't have been a credit crunch. It reminds me of visiting my nan back when I was a child. Nan, I'd say, I got a D in my essay. Don't worry, she'd reply, I'll put the kettle on. Problem solved. But Nan, it's worse than that. My girlfriend's dumped me. Oh, I'll add a couple of sugars. But Nan, Nan, I've only got six months to live. I'll crack open the biscuits. Tea in England comes under many names. A cuppa, a brew, a char, a cup of Rosie Lee. The big question about tea though, which goes back centuries, is how should you drink it? What should go in first? The tea? order milk. This question has split families and many argue it was a main cause of the civil war back in 1642. I'm going to leave the final word on this big debate with George Orwell who in his article in 1946 how to make a cup of tea said by putting the tea in first and stirring as one pours one can exactly regulate the amount of milk whereas one is likely to put in too much milk if one does it the other way around. Incidentally, I asked my wife once if she wouldn't mind doing it the other way around. She hasn't spoken to me since. So, who drinks tea? Well, in England, everybody drinks tea. From a royal prince to a drug-dealing pimp, no one is ever more than six feet away from a tea bag. The upper class drink it through porcelain teapots, sipping it through thin lips, showing generations of awkwardness. They take tea with cake and cucumber sandwiches. If you're a tourist and visiting England, you can pretend you're rich and uptight and do the same by going to the Ritz Hotel, where afternoon tea is £57 per adult. I looked on their website and it says that this afternoon tea starts at 11.30am, which, as you've probably worked out, isn't even in the afternoon. Well, that's what comes through private education back in Britain. Now. I don't want you to get ripped off as a tourist in Britain, so if you want tea, I suggest you go to a shop called Poundland. I went there recently, and for one pound, I bought a box of 72 tea bags. 
one tea bag can make two cups of tea. So if my maths is correct, I've worked out that it costs 0.69 pence per cup of tea. And that means you can get 8,260 cups of tea for the same price as one sitting of afternoon tea at the Ritz. That's amazing. Talking of Poundland, my daughter and I used to go there and I'd bribe her with more pocket money if she asked the shop assistants, how much does that cost? Oh, 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 they'd laugh. It's a pound. What a sweet child. Well, after the fifth time she asked, they weren't so forgiving. And yes, she'd got it. My daughter and I got banned from Poundland. So that's all you need to know about tea. Thanks for listening to Culture Corner. I'm Edgar Frank and I'm going to put a kettle on. See you next time. Okay, and now time for some stand-up comedy. Uh, this episode we feature Itsuki Naka. She's a Tokyo-based comedian. She was one of the finalists in the heat of the Magnus International Comedy Festival. She's very funny. I think you'll enjoy this. Wow, so many foreigners looking at me right now. <laughs> you know, I hope none of you expect me to do some traditional Japanese performance, such as porn. <laughs> <laughs> people assume I'm a feminist. Oh. Apparently, people see the links of women's hair is our appetite for dick. <laughs> I have a short hair, but I would have a dick as a breakfast. Yeah, it's, good. it's good protein for the morning. Uh, I'm not saying all semen is good, you know. I only take, uh, I only take grass-fed... Uh, uh, MSG-free and heartbeat-free semen. So I'm not a feminist. They don't get it. No, they don't think it's fair because I always talk about dick. And I don't know why I'm so obsessed with it. I think because I was so jealous when I was growing up with brothers. I have four older brothers and I'm youngest and only girl. As soon as parents had me, they stopped having baby. My father must be like, it's a girl. My sperm getting dumb and weaker. <laughs> my father... Oh my actually, my father had testicular cancer a few years ago. And unfortunately, he's still alive. <laughs> of course. I was glad. I mean, he found it in early stage. And, you know, and still keep going strong just to prove that good die young. But I, I can't help thinking, you know, he went, I knew something wrong with my nuts. But I was worried, so I visited him after his surgery. But for some reason, he looked relieved and smiled at me like he never before. I looked in his eyes and I almost heard his voice and, oh yeah, my weakest child. I'm sure your DNA came from the nut I just lost, so... <laughs> Technically, you're not my daughter. Uh, I cry over the loss of my biological testicle. 
but I love my dad. So I realized I have a real daddy issue because now that I think about it, all my ex-boyfriend ended up treating me like testicular cancer <laughs> and dumped me when I threatened to kill them. <laughs> Itsuki Naka there, great stuff, I love that. If you want to find out more about Itsuki and where she performs, you can find all that information at our website, johnandsaminjapan.com. Now, time for a word from this episode's sponsor. You live in Japan, but wish you were back home? Get down to Mr. Disco's, Roppongi's premier nightclub and bar. We only speak English. Hate sushi? Who does not? We have hamburgers. Can't pronounce foreign beer names? We have Heineken. Have difficulty with chopsticks? We have spoons. Visit Mr. Disco's, where it feels like you never left home. Yo, Johnny McPhee and Sammy O.T. Two Brits talk a shit over a cup of tea Probably a spot of milk and a crumpet, please But there's someone else cooking in the kitchen Could someone answer the burning question? And now for this episode's burning question. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, we had a reply to a previous burning question. That burning question was, have you ever eaten something that isn't supposed to be eaten? And Vicky from England got in touch, and she said she once ate a chocolate cock that... As in... Penis or hen? Does it say? <laughs> um, well, I'll continue and I'll let what you. What do you think it was? Well, I've seen the email. Oh, okay. So, but I'm going to con- say penis. Okay. Cock. <laughs> well, if it is a penis, then she's got quite a dirty family because she <laughs> continues. A chocolate cock that I found in my nana's house. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she said the chocolate cock that she found so I'm assuming it was a hen right yeah Um, it was a chocolate cock (laughs) I keep saying chocolate cock (laughs) it was a chocolate cock that actually uh, that actually was brown soap Uh, she she thinks it belonged to an auntie right well if if it's a chocolate cock as a penis you wash your mouth out yeah (laughs) (laughs) belong to an auntie that's what she said so filthy family or i suppose soap <laughs> so they must be quite clean yes <laughs> right um, so how about what is this week's burning question well this week's burning question was have you ever left an event early and been caught or left something early and been caught and we had one email from a guy called mark from it just says england and he said that he left his wife in labor to go and watch a football match around the corner and <laughs> his mother-in-law was mailing him telling him he needed to be back uh, sharpish but he didn't want to leave because there was five minutes left so he watched proper the end lad. of it yeah proper lad <laughs> so he watched the end of it and he got back just in time oh what a result yes <laughs> how about for you um, well I had uh, when I was at school I was probably ah, 15 um, my friends and I we went to school in the morning and then there was a lesson we weren't keen on so we thought we're going to get a fried up a fry up breakfast from around the corner there was a cafe so we bunked out bunked off the lesson ran around the corner and as we opened the door to the cafe there were four teachers sitting down <laughs> tucking into a full English <laughs> breakfast and luckily I don't know how, it, how they didn't but none of them saw us right. and we just kind of reversed back out of the cafe and went around the alley and had some cigarettes <laughs> <laughs> how about you? I suppose well Back in the days of English teaching, you used to work for an agency and depending on which school you got, some schools would just let you go as soon as you'd finished. Other schools would make you stay there to do absolutely nothing till 5.30 
And I remember this one school, even if I had no lessons, they just used to make me sit there. And so I quite often used to try and sneak out and sometimes I'd get caught. And, you know, I, I was like, what, 26 years old? And just <laughs> like a little... But I mean, this school, one day I turned up and the entire school was closed. So I phoned the agency and said, oh, the school's closed. And nobody told me. And I said, well, you know, the school's closed. Can I go home? And the agency said, well, you know, the school says you've got to kind of stay there. I'm like, but I can't even get in the building. And so the, the agency said to me, <laughs> why don't you go find a janitor and ask you to open the door? I went, yeah, all right, I'll do that. And uh, just left. <laughs> Shortly they left the company. <laughs> What were you fired or you left by? Oh, no, I left. You yeah. left, and that's all for this episode's burning question. And now time for some musical comedy. This episode, we have a song from the Parody Project. They make loads of uh, really good parody songs, and you can see those over on YouTube. And this one is a song focusing on Donald Trump's State of the Union address. And the title of the song is Um Diddy Lie. Enjoy. Since the election... We have created 2.4 million new jobs. New jobs are fantastic, yes, on that we can agree. It's 2.4 million a lot, let's take a look and see. We went through and checked it and then checked it once again. Those are the worst job numbers since the year 2010. After years and years of wage stagnation, we are finally seeing rising wages. If wages have been rising, that would be some Danny news. But when you know the numbers, you'll most likely get the blues again. Last year's hourly wage increased by four cents, which is bleak. And quarter lost the average wage went down eight bucks a week. The stock market has smashed one record after another, gaining $8 trillion and more in value in just this short period of time. Finally, there's some good news as the market hits new highs. But wait, that only counts if you're one of the wealthy guys. Half of us Americans don't buy and sell in stocks. We're lucky if we can afford a brand new pair of socks. Our massive tax cuts provide tremendous relief for the middle class and small business. Tax breaks are much needed when you struggle to make rent. But 83% of tax breaks up to 1%. At decades in on down the road, when reality arrives, tax hike for 90 million families trying to survive. Roughly 3 million workers have already gotten tax cut bonuses. Many of them thousands and thousands of dollars per worker. Only 2% received a bonus or a raise, while other tens of thousands were surprised in other ways. When Harley Pfizer, Walmart, Comcast, Carrier, and GE joined APT and several others on a layoff spree. Many car companies are now building and expanding plants in the United States, something we haven't seen 
for decades. Since inauguration day a quite long year ago, the auto manufacturer here has been much worse than slow. 5,000 people last year lost their auto sector work. He claims it happened otherwise, though with a smarmy smirk. One of my greatest priorities is to reduce the price of prescription drugs. He seems to be concerned about the rising cost of drugs. You might recall an Alex Azar, Eli Lilly thug, who raised the price of insulin by 300%. He's now the head of HHS, if you're wondering where he went. We now have a White House where there's no respect for science, and there are many other ways they show their non-compliance. We know they also hate the press and don't know how to spell so many words to proofread, so they just say, what the hell? Parody project there with Um Diddy Lie, <laughs> great song. And like I said, if you want to see more of their stuff, uh, you can find it loads of it on YouTube, and also you can go to their website, parodyproject.com. Uh, so it's been a great show, John. Yes, I've sobered up. You're I feeling better? It. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> You're still looking a little bit peaky. <laughs> um, so it just leaves me to say uh, thanks one more time to the Parody Project. And of course, uh, thanks to Edgar Frank in Culture Corner. And also uh, thanks to Itsuki Naka. And if you want to find out all about them, please go to our website, johnsaminjapan.com. Yep, and send us an answer to the burning question, suggest a burning question, news stories, and any of you stand up and give us five stars. And tell everybody, please. Yeah, tell everyone. <laughs> anyway, that's time for a beer, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely don't need a beer. Oh, I, do. I definitely do. <laughs> anyway, that's all from us. Catch, Catch you later. later. Jonas, I'm in Japan. <laughs>